1: uh, virtual health coaching sessions and corporate wellness programs, all the information at highfivehealthandfitness.com.
0: It is Christine Conte. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit crazy And the microphone. We are where it's at. How are you feeling?
1: I'm feeling good. What a lovely conversation.
0: Oh, it was awesome. I like Eric. Eric Levitan was on the show today, you're going to love him, founder and CEO of Vivo. V-I-V-O. That's right. And tells us all about exactly what this is and how life was just too short to work with the type of people that he was working with. (laughs) You'll have to figure out what that is later. Um, But this is all about small group personal training, but not the norm. This is something that is very different. This is about online strength training for older adults. Now, we're talking 55 to 93. That's and, right.
1: The active ager.
0: And it's it's but, a program that, yes, I met Eric through someone, through someone, just because I love people, and wound up doing some you know, getting involved a little bit with what he's doing, the startup company last year. And it is something I absolutely love. And coming from 20 plus years of a lot of ups and downs of companies that I've seen, this is legit. The trainers are amazing. The programming is unreal. And my personal favorite. The cognitive function, neuroplasticity piece of it, which I just, you know, I'm such a nerd about it's that stuff. It's such
1: an important part of health, and, and uh, they, they really do have, uh, Vivo's got the bases covered. And you'll hear from Eric because, you know, he's he's, he's a smart guy. I was very impressed with, with him and his knowledge on the on the topic. It's a. am
0: not bringing you bad guests.
1: No, it's a <laughs> booming, we don't have that, right? It's a booming market. Uh, you know it, you know we hear about the active age of the baby boomer and and you know the the uh, the uh, you know the the incomes there for for this thing but that 's not the point The point is to make them healthier right The point is to is to give them a product where they 're comfortable. Beginning an exercise program, perhaps for the first time in their life, or you know, getting back into the swing of things as now they've uh, they've retired. It's you know, as I said in the in in, in the podcast, it's the next investment to be made. Uh, you know, is is gaining some health, strength specific, which is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we asked several questions about how they go about it. How do they, you know, how do they program it? How do they make use of, you know, work around the fact that they're not there in person at the trainer is, is remote and everybody is in their, is in their home or, you know, uh, is virtual. And, and, uh, they've got the basis covered, uh, really, you know, all aspects of health from, like Christine said, nutrition wise, brain, uh, you know, brain, um, fitness wise and and strength wise and mobility and agility and and all these things and uh all backed by science uh the panel that they uh you know they have on staff from the medical professionals and the trainers and everything is it's really up to snuff so uh you know this was this was just really good and informative and as i listened to eric uh speak i thought of you know the 10 to 15 people that meet his demographic of the you know the they're ideal clientele that I can refer to them that would do it and mm-hmm. benefit from this. And you all listening, have them in your lives too. So that's the goal here, you know, and that's, uh, that's something that, you know, we want to help your loved ones. Um, sure you can bring them into a gym and, and put them around a bunch of 20 and 30 and 40 and even 50 year olds. Um, you know, but that might not be what's best for them. And, uh, you know, that they have this program available uh, you know, in people's pockets or their, mm-hmm. you know, from their laptops and all those things that that uh, it, it, you know, it's it, there's no excuses anymore, and it's there and it's affordable and, um, you know, it's it's unique.
0: All right. So you have two choices: do something or do nothing. Wonder Woman says, always choose something. Mm-hmm. Your muscles are getting weaker as you get
1: older. What are you going to choose? That's it. So uh, I think you'll love it. Here we go. Let's uh, let's listen up. Get your pens and pads out because this one's definitely uh, you know one that will that'll, that'll bring up your level of education here. And uh, Eric Leviton of Vivo, enjoy everybody. <laughs>
0: Christine Conte. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are to Fit crazy. In the microphone. We are where it's at. Brian, how you doing?
1: I'm doing well. Ready to rock and roll. It is a
0: gorgeous summer day here in May at the Jersey Shore. Apparently, we finally got some good, uh, nice little good heat wave. I love the heat.
1: L-I-V-I-N.
0: Seriously, speaking of heat, um, we have an amazing guest today. Who, you know, I always say our guests don't just happen to fall on our podcast. Somehow they're, they're movers and shakers and doing something big in the fitness, wellness, nutrition. Or they're just inspiring people around the world. And that just happens to also be our guest today by the name of Eric Levitan, who is the founder and CEO of Vivo. And you are going to tell us what the heck that's all about today. So Eric, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you, Christine. You, you are both far too kind, Uh, (laughs) it's a, it's a beautiful day here in Atlanta as well. So, uh, we can, we can both share our beautiful outside temperatures. Awesome. Bring in the heat. Hot Atlanta.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So tell our listeners before we get into you and your story and what the heck this, you know, all this does and how it came about, what the heck is Vivo? What is this? (laughs)
2: So Vivo is an online strength training program that is very different from the rest of the digital fitness market. It is something that we actually do in a live and interactive manner through utilizing small group personal training. And so think of it as an in-person, six people or less experience, but online. So you can actually participate from the comfort of your own home. And what's really profound about that is with all of these digital fitness programs that are out there today, and there's lots of them, right? From apps to YouTube to Peloton to the mirror and on and on. What we're doing is really this more intimate high-touch experience where we're able to see people, they're able to see our trainers, we're able to give feedback, we're able to help correct form, we're able to keep them safe. And just as importantly, we're able to create a level of challenge that really elicits real outcomes. Because at the end of the day, If you're working out and you're not seeing improvements, then what's the point? And we know the science behind exercise is you have to challenge yourself to be able to really make progress. And so we want to get people to that place where they're really starting to see impactful change and improving their quality of life, improving their independence, improving their balance. And that's really the mission and the goal of what we're trying to do is improve the lives of of older adults every day. Okay. So the target is uh, older adults. It is, yeah. We, we, we market this as a program for 55 and over. And uh, it's interesting to see how things have evolved over the last year since we started. We launched this program pretty much in conjunction with the shutdown of COVID. And we've actually attracted somewhat of a younger audience as well. And uh, that's probably a longer story if you're interested. <laughs> but we have a number of people who are adult children doing this with their aging parents. And so, as an example, I'm actually 49. Uh, I do Vivo with my dad twice a week. My dad is 79, and I also do Vivo twice a week with my mom, who's in her mid-70s. And there's uh, there's a number of us who do that, and so we do have a number of customers in their 40s, uh, and we even have a multi-generational, three-generation group that we uh, have as customers where we have uh, a daughter who's 13, uh, her mom in her 40s, uh, or upper 40s, lower 50s, and her mom, the grandmom, who's in her seventies, and it's a pretty special thing to watch. That's fun. Really cool.
0: So I have to say to all of our listeners that there was a you know good friend of mine's like Christine. I talked to this guy,
1: Eric,
0: and he's you know, he's starting this, you know, online platform and you you know, you may want to check this out and this and that. And I have to say that there are like you said, Eric, there is a lot of, you know, fitness apps and platforms. And I mean we are just getting bombarded on social media with join this join that join this and I have to say being that you know I've been very much involved with Vivo and have seen it grow and and what kind of the the focus is I have to say that there is not a program like this and I mean I know some people are um there is not a program like this out there right now Doing exactly what you're doing. And for all of our listeners, I need you to understand this when I'm going to, we're going to drill Eric about what this is in a second, Mm -hmm. that many people are out there. All right, well, we get a trainer. We're just looking, hey, you know, I have a little workout we're doing, or there's a pre-planned workout. Just follow this. Uh, The instructors are, you know, whoever, you know, it could be just someone who signs up. And says, hey, I want to do something online. This is very different. And I want you to tell our listeners because I really think there's a huge benefit for, like you said, 55 and older. But statistic is that um, 50% of people that are 74 and above do zero physical activity. I'm going to say it again for everyone. Zero. That's like you get up and you sit. And then you go to the bathroom and you sit. (laughs) <laughs> and then you go back to the kitchen and you eat and you sit like it's scary. So walk us through what, what's different.
2: Well, here's what, what really drove the kind of the impetus behind this entire thing was understanding a, the aging process and what happens as we age. And we all know, and you know, we, we see it in our own families or we see it in ourselves depending on how old we are, that as we age, we lose muscle mass and, um, it's not always obvious what the science is behind that and what the ramifications are. And the more I learned about aging as a part of just learning more about the decline, my own parents were going through, the more I realized that this loss of muscle mass is really the gatekeeper for so many ailments of aging from type two diabetes to osteoporosis, to being a higher risk for falls to cardiovascular disease and literally on and on and on. And I don't think people are aware of that, and I don't think people, even if they are aware of it, have the knowledge or the accessibility to a program to help guide them through what it means to build strength as you get older. And then when you do look at this huge influx, like you were saying, Christine, of all these programs that are out there today, most digital fitness programs fall into one of two categories. The first is a live stream class where it's broadcast. You generally join, you could be one of 10 or one of 10,000. You are generally muted. It's not an interactive experience. You're following along. It happens to be live, but you're following along with a trainer. The second type of uh, digital fitness application is a video. So you'll, you know, go on YouTube or you'll purchase an app and and pull up a a video for yourself. And both of those live streams and videos, both of those kind of platforms are great if you know what you're doing, if you're young enough that you're really not at risk for injury, if you've got the internal motivation that you want to exercise. Um, Peloton has both of those offerings, right? It's got a live stream and then it's got video based. So does the mirror. So do a whole host of silver sneakers online, a lot of the other boutique fitness online. But if you are over the age of 55, you almost certainly have something going on in your life, whether that's a chronic condition like osteoporosis or osteoarthritis, or whether you just woke up that day and your back hurts or your knee doesn't feel right. Uh, Maybe it's raining out and your shoulder's stiff. And if you sit down and watch a video And they tell you to do squats, even if they verbally describe how to regress a squat into a chair stand or something that might be more approachable for someone who's older. And if you're not doing it correctly, if you don't have the proper form, A, you're at risk for hurting yourself or worse. And B, it's probably going to be a pretty frustrating experience because it's going to hurt. It's going to be painful. And what happens if you're watching a video and you're doing that exercise and something hurts? You're probably going to stop doing it and you might not ever do it again. And so the need to really provide some kind of human interaction and guidance and feedback and, and challenge and motivation, I think, is a critically missing element for all these other kinds of digital fitness apps that are either live stream classes or, or video based. And so what I really set out to do was it's not just about starting a business where we're providing content. It's about changing people's lives. We want to uh, and, and the other element of, of fitness that we all know, by the way, if you're a fitness professional, is this is not something you can do for 8 or 12 or 16 weeks and you're done. This needs to be a habit. This is all about behavioral change. And it's hard to stick with a video for years and years, right? Unless you are that rare person who's really into fitness. Um, so what we wanted to do was create almost a brand, a lifestyle that you could be a part of where it was focused on community because community and social engagement is really where I think is at the root of, of behavioral change and then provide that feedback to keep people safe, to really make a difference. And so that was really the kind of genesis for Vivo was let's create an experience that people can have fun doing, can connect with other humans, um, especially during a pandemic as we've had over the last year and actually see results. And so that's kind of the last part that I would, I would want to kind of relay to you and to the listeners is seeing results is important. And for a lot of us, it happens subtly and it's not always so obvious. And what we want to be able to do is give people really objective views into the progress that they're making. So we actually do baseline assessments with every customer that starts the Vivo program. And so we understand, we talk to them. We learn about their goals. We learn about their motivations. And then we run a physical assessment. Uh, We measure balance. We measure lower leg strength, upper body strength, uh, agility, and endurance. And then we reassess every eight weeks. And it's an amazing thing to watch someone get their progress report after eight weeks and see for the first time just how much progress they've made because it is always shocking. Um, you know, you, you can again, it's subtle from a feeling perspective. You'll start to feel better. You'll start to sleep better. You may start to lose weight. Things may get easier to do and, and you'll notice from time to time. But when someone sends you a piece of paper, a report, right? With this is where you started and this is where you are now in terms of how many times you can stand up and sit down in a chair in 30 seconds, as an example. Um, it really is a, an impactful moment. And I think that's a really important part is measuring your progress serves as a fabulous motivator. Talk
0: about, you just said, you know, about baseline. I think what's really, what's very different, which stands out is that you have, I don't know, maybe doctors on your staff and and people that are really in the know. This is not just like, oh, hey, um, can you move your arm? That's that's not the assessment. Talk about, you know, say if it's, you know, anyone listening to our podcast, whether it it, it would be for them or maybe they're thinking of a parent or a loved one that they're taken care of. So what would that person experience as they're onboarded into Vivo?
2: So, yeah, you you mentioned it, Christine. We're very fortunate to have a really uh, solid team of individuals that have helped create this, this Vivo program. And as we get into the assessments, we know how important it is, that first touch point. So people are generally, anytime you're talking about exercise and you're a little bit older and it may not have been something you've done before, specifically strength training, we know people are going to be nervous and uncomfortable. And so we want, to, we want to right out of the gate, connect them with someone who is going to be able to talk to them and meet them at their level and really understand the motivation behind everything. So we have a woman named Dr. Katie Starr, who is a Duke School of Medicine professor and research scientist in the gerontology department. She runs studies uh, around exercise and nutrition for older adults all day, all the time. That's what uh, her, her main career is. And uh, I've been very fortunate to have her join and be a part of our team. And she is really the the ringleader around this whole assessment process. So much like the program is delivered uh, virtually over Zooms, we do the same thing with our assessments. So you can be in the comfort of your own home, you join a Zoom call with Dr. Starr, and she will basically go through a series of uh, not only questions to understand uh, you know, what's going on in someone's in someone's world, but also she'll go through, we do... Again, we kind of split it up into a balance assessment, and we do something there called the short uh, performance physical battery, the SVPB assessment, and then a fairly traditional assessment called the Rickley-Jones Senior Fitness Test uh, that really measures strength, uh, agility, and endurance. And at the end, we are able to create a report and analysis based on what we see. We also add some additional things. Depending on how fit they are, we may get people to do max pushups or uh, we'll video an overhead squat and understand form and really analyze and see where there may be an imbalance or some weakness. And so again, because we kind of have this team of very smart, experienced uh, scientists, we're able to do a little bit, uh, go a little bit deeper than just a traditional assessment or functional movement screen, things like that.
0: And now after, you know, what, what's really cool too that, that I want you to mention is that this is, you know, you said, all right, so we're looking at assessments and now, you know, we're talking about a small group. Well, what if, um, you were just talking before, um, about your oldest client who I happen to know pretty well was 93 years old and he is in a class with someone who's maybe 65 years old. Their levels, I mean, they were different. Okay. I wish everyone was, you know, top level, but everyone has their different, you know, um, ailments and diseases and, and injuries and whatnot. Talk about that a little bit, how you can have multiple groups in that or multiple levels in that same group.
2: Yeah, that's a really important part of what we do because even if you have two people that are both very fit, like you just noted, someone may have arthritis in their shoulder and they can't lift their arm above their head and they've got limited mobility, but they're really fit from a lower strength, lower leg, you know, lower body strength perspective. And so for every exercise that we do, we make sure we work with all of our trainers so that everybody understands the regression and progression for that given exercise, the why behind it, and then where someone is at who's in their class and how to modify it for that individual. And obviously things, you know, a wrench gets thrown in there almost every class and, and our trainers have to be adept enough to, to roll with it and to be able to adjust and adapt on the fly. But the example that I uh, like to give a lot is so the I do vivo I mentioned with my dad and my dad is 79 and 49. Uh, he started out, he was not a very fit guy. Uh, he was a probably fairly typical 79 year old man who had never done strength training probably ever in his life. And when we first started, Uh, you know, there's three very, very kind of core exercises to any strength training program. It's a plank, a squat, and a push-up, right? You're really engaging the the important elements. And for each one of those, there's some very fundamental levels that you can um that you can split into. And as an example, I'll talk about a plank. So um as a as a fit younger person, I do a plank on the floor, on my elbows and my toes. But for someone who maybe can't get to the floor as easily, you can do a plank off of a wall. You can actually extend your arms, you can move your feet back a little bit so you're at an angle against the wall, tighten your core, and you can still get a really effective strength building workout out of that. And as you progress from there, if you get more comfortable, you can do a plank off the back of a chair. And there's this basically progression that you continue to go that ultimately, if you build up enough strength, you can get down to the floor and do a a more traditional plank. Well, when my dad started this in April of 2020, he was doing planks off the back of a chair. And um, here we are 12 months later, my dad does planks on the ground, on his elbows and toes as a 79-year-old man, just like I do. And it's pretty amazing. But it's the important part of that story is being able to identify and meet people where they're at. And we're all doing the same exercise. Everyone in the class is doing a plank, but some people may be doing it off the wall. Some people may be doing it off the chair. Some people may be doing it off the floor and some people may be doing shoulder taps while they're planking. Right. Or something even more more difficult. So knowing what the programming is, knowing how to regress or progress an exercise for everybody in that class and knowing who your customers are, that's a really, really important part of what we do.
1: That's, uh, you know, it's similar to what you would see in a general sitting, you know, in in a gym, in a gym setting, you know, you'd see people with different abilities and you have to be able to, uh, you know, train them in a way that that's going to keep them safe and, and, and allow them to progress. Um, what are some of the things that you have to overcome from being a virtual setting where, you know, maybe equipment, it's strength training, right? So how do you work around some of those things?
2: So there's probably three main uh, issues or considerations that that come into play as a virtual program. First is just the technology component. So we are dealing with older adults. and And when we first moved from in-person to virtual, there was a lot of concern that, how adept is everyone going to be at jumping on a Zoom meeting, understanding how that interface works and muting or not muting? You're seeing a gallery pinning people, uh, the trainer to, you know, so they can only see the trainer. And uh, there was a lot of concern about it. And I have to honestly say this was one of those blessings of the pandemic. I think Zoom became fairly ubiquitous in terms of a, a skill. And yes, we still have occasional issues where people will struggle to to get onto a Zoom meeting. For the most part, it really hasn't been a significant issue in terms of our ability to deliver these classes, but it's something that we obviously have to be aware of. And what we do is, well, really the assessment is kind of the great first opportunity to say, hey, have you gotten on Zoom before? Are you comfortable with how this works? And if they're not, we spend a little bit more time with them when we get them ready so that they can do that. The second part is actually the in-class experience, and much like the Zoom thing, Um, people need to understand that we need to see as trainers, we need to see their bodies. We need to see them moving. And often uh, you'll just see a head or you'll (laughs) just see feet. And we have to really work with our customers to help them. uh, You know, if it's a tablet, if it's a laptop, how to angle the screen, how to step back a little bit, give themselves some space so that the trainers can see them. Because obviously keeping them safe is super important. And then the third part specifically uh, to address your question Brian is around equipment and we didn't want to have anyone have to have equipment in order to join this program. And so what we decided to do very early on was we were going to provide everyone with all the equipment they needed. And so when everyone, whenever, whenever someone signs up for uh, a membership, we send them a welcome kit and in the welcome kit amongst some other little goodies are two resistance bands. Uh, and it's the tubing with the handles kind of resistance bands And we use those really extensively in our programming. And what's great about bands are they're extremely flexible. And I don't mean flexible bendy. I mean, flexible in terms of you can recreate almost any exercise in a gym, right? This morning, we did back rows and chest press and lat pulldowns was a part of our program. And we did those all with bands and we got really effective workouts. So they're really, really flexible in terms of how you can use them. And then the other kind of nice part of that is they're really much gentler on the body than weights. And so um, you can elicit some real challenge without damaging the ligaments, the tendons, the joints, uh, or being a little more gentle. There's a learning curve there. And so we try and do, uh, we run these bands one-on-one classes, we call them. And if you're uncomfortable with how to use resistance bands, we want to give you an opportunity to learn on your own. And and we make that time available from our trainers. All let
0: right, right, let's, let's get into this. First off, the level of trainers that you have are second to none. And I've told people this and I'm not just blowing smoke right now, Eric, the trainers know what they're doing. This is not, you know, like I said, and you could walk into a gym and, and people can give you options and progressions and things like that. But this is a little bit more. And I've had a chance to observe a lot of, you know, a lot of the, um, the trainers that are, that are in the Vivo team and, the level of expertise is far above what I've seen out there. And the other part of this is that there is, and you haven't talked about this yet, is yes, it's strength, but there's also a neurological component to this. And that is such an amazing, you know, kind of standout. It's so unique that, you know, everyone is talking about, all right, well, how do we, you know, exercise our brain and brain science and this and that. And A, it's the demographic. B, it's, it's weaved into the entire program. So I think that is really important to mention. So how did that come about?
2: Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. So when I was first, I, you know, had this concept and, and recognized the need for building strength as you get older, um, it quickly, and for, for those of your listeners who are in either the wellness or fitness or healthcare space, um, it quickly got into all of the pillars of of you know longevity and aging and wellness. And it's hard to just focus on one component of that without looking at the others. And so as it relates to vivo, that really started kind of this broader look at what we were doing. And so, yes, the centerpiece of what we'll do is focusing on strength. That's what we're all about, is recognizing you lose muscle mass as you age, you can reverse that, you can you know regain strength and function. Um, but in order to do that, you need to have endurance. You need to have flexibility. You need to have cognitive ability. You need to understand nutrition and the impact of protein consumption on building muscle mass. And to just focus on strength and not look at those other things is really missing a, a big piece of the puzzle and doing your customers a disservice. And so we tried to fill in all those, those gaps. And so every program, we start off with some dynamic warm up. We build in a lot of time for flexibility and not only just having people do um, you know, exercises that promote flexibility, but educating our customers on why they should be doing this and making it an integral part of what we do. Then we focus on balance and we get into what you were just talking about. There is a giant need for people to understand how to improve cognitive function and, and brain health and better understand that. And there's been... Uh, a bunch of science over the last five, 10 years on this concept called dual test exercises. And if you're not familiar with that term, it's really the simultaneous um, cognitive and motor uh, function. And so a really simple example of that, we actually uh, did it this morning in my class, where we'll have everyone in the group do an exercise, let's say squats, and we'll have everybody squat and the trainer will call on someone and say, Brian, while you're doing squats, I want you to name as many words that begin with a letter B as possible, go. <laughs> and you'll go ball, brain, building, buffalo. And, and two very important things happen. One is uh, you don't realize how hard that is. Right. And, and you struggle to come up with words that begin with a letter B. And everybody laughs and it creates this levity and kind of fun element to what we're doing that really promotes community and and creates a fun atmosphere, uh, which is hugely important. Right. But the from the physiological perspective, what's happening is you are forming new neural pathways in the brain. You're you're focusing on the frontal lobe and the executive function and again, there's uh, a, a, it's, it's not new science, but it's, it's newer in the last 10 years that really show a lot of evidence around the benefit of doing these dual test exercises. And especially this age, especially with a huge, you know, issue of dementia that we're seeing influx of, of people with dementia um, as this aging population continues to grow, we know how important that is. And so we bake that into every single class that we do. There's always a dual tasking component to this. And, um, and, you know, from an anecdotal perspective, we have tons of great feedback where we get our customers telling us all the time that they feel like their memory is improving and and they have fun doing it. It's just a silly, enjoyable, and it ranges from that example I gave. We, we've mirrored, um, if you've ever worked with Parkinson's patients before, a very common activity for Parkinson's and other neurological disorders is boxing. And the, the brain body connection of boxing where you can label punch counts and then you'll call off numbers and, and you have to remember what those numbers relate to in terms of what kind of punch it is. And so we'll, we'll incorporate all of these elements. And we're very fortunate, again, talking about the good team we've, we've been lucky to put together. We have a gentleman who is a uh, neurology professor and scientist at the Emory School of Medicine who really helps us and guides us with uh, how to incorporate dual task exercises effectively into this program.
0: It was so hard. I dropped in on that like boxing with the number, whatnot, and I have to say that for those of you out there that are like, Oh yeah, this will be you know it must be challenging for people that are older, no, 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 it's challenging for everybody and <laughs> it's not because my brain doesn't work correctly, which okay, I said it, so you can all you know have that laugh to yourself, but I mean that stuff is is important for everyone at every age, and you're not seeing it all the time, and that's what I think is so important. And the numbers, the movements the you know, we talk neuroplasticity all the time. That's the big, you know, that's the big key word going on. And I dropped in on Kevin who, you know, designed some of your programming and whatnot. I remember I dropped in on a class with him when I was just, you know, kind of observing and getting started. And he had, it was, um, you had to name as many, it was like you know cities or states or something like that and you know and everyone else goes and they do such a good job and you know and I'm and I'm doing whatever it is I'm doing and he's like all right Christine cities in south america that begin with a and I was like <laughs> you've got to be kidding me really? like I'm like
1: I
2: really? have
0: <laughs> I'm like uh rio de janeiro I don't um I must have stuttered for like a minute and That's everyone great. else is laughing but it's you know and that's kind of the fun of it that you know the things people come up with or it, that's what makes it fun but that dual task is really sets sets this apart from so many other programs and and just apps and things that are thrown at you and and I I really do hope and I know it's going to really you know take off because it is so different and so needed
2: well, I appreciate it
1: how how did the you know, I I'm, I love that. I love you know the body gets the norepinephrine pop in, and then they go. You put the mind to work, right? Like I love it. It's it's good. I do it with the kids too. My wife's a first grade teacher. I'm like, do this in your classroom. They'll settle down. They'll learn too, right? So it's 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 for everybody. Um, how did all of these, you know, was that always an aspect of the programming? Was that, uh, did that come, you come upon that, you know, as you spoke to more and more doctors, like when did all these pieces kind of get put together? Cause it's very thorough. Uh, you know, when was it, was it from the jump or was it kind of as it grew?
2: No, it was, was really as it grew. And, and what I found out pretty quickly as I started doing research and, and I got pretty passionate about this idea around strength training pretty, pretty quickly. It was around 2018, uh, I was I was ready to change out of a out of a more corporate technology job and and really wanted to make a difference in the world. And uh, as I started getting more engaged with my own parents and the the decline in their quality of life and and learning about aging and understanding this gap in strength training and how important it was, arguably the most important thing speaking about any age, at any age, strength training is probably, the you know, arguably one of the most important things that you can do for yourself. And um, the more I got into it, every person, I I networked like a crazy man. And every person I talked to would give me a new piece of information. And if you walk into a conversation with someone with your eyes wide open and looking to learn and looking to engage, it's it's a really uh, enjoyable experience. And everyone that you meet has something to, to teach you. Right. I mean, everyone's got their own experiences and their own uh, and their own knowledge base. And so I would meet with I, I interviewed probably 100 trainers in Atlanta and I learned what a good trainer looked like. I learned what the elements of, uh, of of what made a good trainer. And I would listen to what trainers told me in terms of what they do with their customers. And I would connect with university uh, professors who really understood the science behind all this or primary care physicians or orthopedic surgeons to understand what is it like to get hip or knee replacement and what happens before and after surgery. And you would kind of extract all these little pieces of information that I would just jot down notes on. And when it came time to building out this program, um, it was really understanding that you had to incorporate all this. And nutrition was kind of the, the last big hurdle that I had to cross because nutrition in itself, right? There are companies that just do nutrition. I didn't want to offer a nutritional program and a compete with the nooms of the world or the weight watchers of the world. Um, it, it needed to be something that was very specific to what we were doing. Cause it's such a broad topic, right? As soon as you get into it, but to not talk about nutrition at all would, would, would be, I think I, I noted before a disservice because, Amino acids and protein are the building block of what we're promoting. So if we're not talking about the the fuel that that you know that leads to the development of muscle mass, then then we wouldn't be doing a very good job. And so understanding how to bring nutrition in, we have a registered dietitian nutritionist uh, named Jamie Rinker who is our head nutritionist and provides. We try and talk to all of our customers, much like we do a an assessment a baseline assessment. We have an initial nutritional consult as well, where we try and make sure that people understand some core principles around not spiking your protein and leaving it all to dinner, right? You want to, you want to spread your protein out evenly throughout the day. You want to you know aim for roughly 30 grams of protein per meal. You want to make sure that you're eating the right types of protein that are fueling the body for building muscle and really understanding all the, the nuances around that. So we try and bring that in as well
1: tell uh tell me about the programming is it uh you know the same each day is it same regardless of trainer the
2: trainers have any input how do, how does everything work how, what's the setup so we actually have the 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 program itself changes every week we have a, an 18 week periodized program that we uh we, that's another really cool thing about what we're doing is the theme of every week changes so uh, We will go everything from a HIIT workout, where you may be doing 40 seconds of an exercise, 20 seconds of rest, and then repeat, uh, to a Tabata workout, to uh, a slow eccentric movement, to um, max reps, to uh, what we did today was uh, 60 seconds of five different exercises followed by rest, then 45 seconds of the same five exercises followed by rest, then 30 seconds, then 15 seconds. And understanding the rate of perceived exertion as you go through each one of those and how to understand what that means. And so every week it's different. And then we have three different programming uh, sets of programs. We actually have an A group, a B group, and a C group that we split up throughout the week. So if someone comes three times a week, which is really the science behind strength training, what you should be doing, they're going to get three different workouts within the same week. It'll be the same theme, but they'll get, they'll be working three different exercises and body parts. And, uh, and then that changes the following week. So we try to mix it up because if you're doing the same thing all the time, it gets boring and we're all about retention and all about behavioral change to do this. Look, there's a, there's a line I love to use and tell people, uh, especially older adults when I'm talking to them about this. And it's when you retire from your job, think of it as starting a new job of, of fitness and wellness. And you don't have to do it eight hours a day, like you do your real job, but you do need to do it every day. And you need to think about it every day. And you need to make sure that you are um, living your life according to that mantra. It's not something you can do once a week or a couple weeks and then take a couple months off. It's literally something that's your new job is, is fitness.
1: They've invested their whole lives in order to live, uh, you know, uh, in retirement, and now this is the new investment, right? They, That's, you know, right. That's right. That's well yeah, right. Uh, you know, hopefully, they have uh, the, the the wherewithal to, you know, ex- live their li- their years financially. Uh, now, health is the uh, the most important thing to look at. Uh, That's wh- right. What is the uh, what is the obligation to the to the person who when they subscribe? I mean, what is uh, What what is it like monthly? Is it uh, you know what is it? It's a monthly.
2: Yep. It's a monthly membership. We actually give people the choice of coming once a week, twice a week, or three times a week. You can change any of those uh, aspects uh, on any given time and you can cancel at any point. So there's really no obligation beyond um, just the month, but we try and encourage people, you know, just a, a level of understanding and education around the science of getting stronger and really three times is optimal twice a week is good once a week, you probably won't make any progress, but it's more about maintenance. And if you can commit to yourself that you will do another day of strength training on your own or through another class or another program, then that's great. But we try and generally discourage people from signing up for one day a week programming. But we know that for some people, that's all they can do. And um, and we'll, we'll make the best of it. But um, it is a monthly membership.
0: So here's the infomercial ready. So our listeners right now, so if... You know, this is what I want you to think about with different programs that are out there. And we, Brian and I talk about, you should be interviewing the trainers. If you are someone who, you know, is ready to make that step, that commitment to yourself, which you should be, all right, I'm just throwing it out there, no, no better, you know, investment than yourself, that, you know, you're thinking about, you're meeting with a doctor, you're meeting with a, an RD to get some sort of nutrition. You now have, you know, um, getting report cards, you're getting almost, you know, very intimate training from your own home and feedback and different levels and adjustments that this is, you know, and and the, the brain work behind this and the cognitive function is something that, you know, whether you're with Vivo or not, ask yourself right now, are you getting all of those pieces from your workouts? And that's what I think is really powerful that sometimes it's like, well, I'm getting this, but not this. And the other thing is you talked about videos and following along. You're not getting all those options. No one's saying, you know, you know what, Christine, um, uh, you're squatting is mm, like, you're, I think you're going to hurt your knees while you're doing this. Why don't you hold on to the chair for this just until we get your form fixed. And one thing that really sticks out for me. I am not a big advocate anymore of here's a workout, I want you to implement it. I am there's a I've done it for so long that I see the problems. I see the flaws. And, you know, I remember looking into, you know, Kevin's like, oh well, we have, you know, we do these workouts and I'm like, you know, my head turns. I'm like, what do you mean you <laughs> However there is so much flexibility involved for the fitness professional that it's almost like this is your guide, but the amount of individual attention and the amount of, I call it creativity. I mean, everything you do, you have to kind of be creative. And it's like, oh, this person, oh, we can do this, or oh, that's that muscle to do this, or, you know, everyone may be doing a different thing, but you're all working the same muscle group. And you have that flexibility as a trainer to make little adjustments, whereas you're not like I'm going to press play and this is the only thing we're doing, and that's that I think is really cool in and of itself too.
2: Well, and I'll I'll add to that, you know, every everyone's different, right? Every every personality of every human on the planet is different, and and that carries forth in your training personality, and so. Uh, what's really cool about our group of trainers, and, and as we continue to expand, and this is what we look for, is we want people who have those their own distinct styles and personalities. We have, uh, I don't think I fully answered your your question before, Brian, we have a standard set of programming, but A, it's collaborative. We have trainer meetings weekly where we look for input on what worked, what didn't work from all the trainers, and we revise our programming. We're constantly updating our programming based on feedback from the trainers of influencing what this looks like going forward. And then we don't want to create a bunch of robots who are out there all saying and doing the exact same things because they know they're members and their classes better than anybody and so some and the classes not only do the trainers have their own personalities the classes develop their own personalities and so the the friday morning class i'm in uh, with my dad and some others um, has this very uh high energy a bunch of people giving each other grief the whole time mm-hmm. um, kind of feel which works for that class but there's other classes that 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 would not work with, and other participants that want a more quiet or potentially a more supportive environment. And it's funny we have a really diverse group of trainers that all have different strengths and weaknesses, like all of us. And the marriage of the trainer personality and the and the personality of the people in the class, it really creates a unique experience that uh, I personally love. You know, I don't want this to be so cookie cutter that. Um, it, it becomes more robotic. I want it to be. You get the experience, and by the way, our customers I think really enjoy that. So some customers, a lot of customers, will have multiple trainers. They'll see a trainer on one day a week and a different trainer on another, and they get two very you know interesting experiences, and they love them both. And so we're just trying to make sure that we want to leverage the skills and talents of our trainers and get their feedback and continue to build the program because I think VIVO the VIVO programming is really good. But like anything, it can get better. It can continue to evolve. And we need to be doing that.
1: What are, what are the sessions? What is the length in general? An hour? So it's,
2: 40, it's 45 minutes. 45 minutes. Um, and uh, it's usually a pretty tight 45 minutes. Uh, it goes by really, really quickly as someone who does it four times a week. But uh, it is, we try and keep it to 45 minutes. There are, um, you know, again, depending on the trainer and who the class is and what the appetite of that class is to do more or less, it, it will... You know, it could flex to an hour, right. but it's the general rule of thumb. At least what we market is, it's 45 minutes. The
0: other thing that we didn't mention, you talked about community, right? That is huge, huge, huge. huge. And you're offering other things for people. I, I say this because I've been involved in this where, you know, you're going out to the trainers. The the these trainers are not just you're like, hey, I, hey, I just train it's. Everyone has different specialties. Like you talked about personalities, but there's people that are real, you know, almost not expert. I hate to say the word experts, but they're almost, you know, experts in certain things that specialists, specialists that you've brought in to build community. Who are these people and offering special workshops for them? It, that doesn't happen. That That is not something that's the norm for especially online groups. Like here's an extra you know hey you want to like you talked about you know bands 101 or talk about what what you're doing and what you're seeing with that
2: so yeah the the driving force uh is all about creating behavioral change and as i've mentioned before i won't i won't belabor the point but it's this is something you need to do for the rest of your life and that's a hard concept to wrap your head around and also could potentially prevent people from even starting because it's such a big concept So we don't necessarily want to promote that and talk about that a lot, but we do want to put all of the the elements to make that happen as a part of what we're doing. Because if you enjoy this and if you build relationships and you develop community and you have social engagement, you'll want to do it more. And the small group atmosphere is really powerful. And I've I've seen it for a while now. When you develop that sense of connection, um, when someone doesn't show up for a class, everybody's on their phone texting, where are Mm -hmm. you? You know hey Christine, like what you know are you coming today and And that's just that much more accountability and support, and you don't want to let the other people down right that's that's kind of what happens and so we think about community in, in a few different ways. One is this small group atmosphere that we try and get people to engage in because we know that's going to create uh, a level of, of accountability that they're going to keep wanting to do this but we also want to do stuff outside of these classes. And so what we did was we added, you know, we don't have a brick and mortar presence, so it's not like we can go out and just do, you know, sponsor a 5k or host beers at a brewery in town. Um, We have customers all over the country um, from California on the one coast to, to Georgia and Florida and New York and Boston and Pennsylvania on the East coast and everything in between. And so we try and create virtual events and, Uh, We have a lot of really talented people like yourself, who's an expert in the area of arthritis and we get our brain experts, our nutritionists, uh, people who understand and experts in balance and foot articulation. And we have specialty classes every single week that are free that we encourage our members to go to. And then they're really not, uh, we, we try not to make them where you're being talked at. It's, it's really meant to be an interactive conversation and you know, we look for ways to really to really engage. And then the last thing that I'll note around community is, is something that we kind of organically fell into, but I think is actually one of the coolest things. And it's it's one of those things that every time I tell this story, the, the hairs on my arms stand up like I know there's something really powerful about this. And that is the ability to join up and and kind of form your own groups with your people whether that's your friends, whether that's your family, whether those are your aging parents or siblings who live across the country who you don't see anymore. And so um, personally, you know, speaking about myself and and how I do this with my parents um, separately, it has been an amazing thing. My dad lives in Philadelphia. My mom's in Florida. I live in Atlanta. And you know, like most probably adult children in the past, I would call my parents once a week, right on a Sunday, and you'd talk Mm for, I don't know, 30 minutes. And, and you'd make conversation, what did you do this week? I don't know, what did you do this week? And um, what that transformed to was we have a shared experience together twice a week, I see them, they see me. And when you have shared experiences, especially ones like exercise that release endorphins when you 're done, you feel good after you're you 're there, and you tend to associate those positive feelings with the people you did that shared experience with and an unintended consequence or side effect of of what we did is it 's improved my relationship with my parents in a way that I never would have imagined, and I wish that for everybody right like it's such a cool thing that especially in the the latter years of my parents' life and they live in different cities and we don't get to see each other as much as we want. Now I get to have this really cool thing where we share something every twice a week. Every week. And uh I'll tell you how important it's become to my dad as as a as you know a point of example. My dad started this in April of twenty twenty. We're here we are almost at the end of May of twenty twenty one. You know how many classes my dad has missed in those thirteen months? Zero. Zero. <laughs> He's missed zero classes. Like, imagine that. He's done Vivo twice a week for 13 months. And its I don't think that's an accident. And that's also not the exception. that That's the case for a lot of our customers, a lot of our members. And so um, there's something really powerful about community if you can really cultivate it. And that's something we're trying to do. It's such an
1: important ingredient of health you know of, of health it's and and you know as the years dwindle he said your father's 79 you know and and uh we had we had jesse itzler on the pro on the program uh you know a while back and one of the things he talked about is his parents were 80 and he says you know i only see them once or twice a year he's like so that means that really i'm only going to see him 20 more times you know yeah. like in, in person and you know that connection connection's connection so whatever it comes from and look it's it's a really really you know cool cool bond and you know, been at it for a year. Business has been at it for a year, right? Um, how's it going? What's, what's business like?
2: So it's uh, like it's a startup. Yeah. And uh, like a lot of startups, it requires a lot of work. And as, as Christine noticed or noted uh, earlier uh, in this discussion, we're doing something that's different from what a lot of other people are doing. And uh, anytime you come in with, with something new and different, it's challenging. And what we're trying to do is create awareness as to what we're doing, why we're different, it is, you know, the, the whole concept of small group personal training is still, uh, it's becoming more popular, but it's not as popular as group fitness and it's not as popular as watching a video or, or a live stream from a digital fitness perspective. And uh, we're trying to get the word out, but we have grown every single month we've been in business. We continue to expand our footprint. And that's really what it's all about, is at the end of the day... I'm doing this so that we can have a positive impact on someone's life as they get older. And I want to have that impact as many people as humanly possible. And so uh, that's my mission is to figure out how to get the word out. We were very fortunate to get mentioned in a New York Times article back in December, which was a huge catalyst for our growth uh, up until that point. And so I have a a personal suspicion that that PR is probably a, a really appropriate way to continue to grow and, and to scale this thing. But we're also always, we're not just looking for customers. We're looking for right. other fitness professionals um, and healthcare professionals who really understand this and really want to be a part of it because I'm not going to pretend to have all the answers on how to take this. What I, I know what we've built works. I've seen it. I see the data. We collect You know, data and have on the efficacy of the program for every person that's been through it. And we see the difference it makes. Now the question is, what is Vivo going to be when it grows up and and how do we get there? And so I love getting other people involved, other smart people who really understand this space in a way that I may not and growing the team and, and helping refine the focus of how we get there. Uh, because I do believe that at the end of the day, we can transform what aging looks like. We can give people their quality of life, their independence back. People just need to understand that. You don't have to be Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? You don't have to be Jack Elaine. You just need to do twice a week, 45 minutes a time, focus on challenging your body and building strength, which in turn uh, prevents type 2 diabetes. It builds your mineral bone density and prevents osteoporosis. It prevents falls. It prevents cardiovascular disease. It promotes longevity. All these amazing benefits. Not enough people are doing it.
0: I'm going to jump in there that it also decreases our depression. And as, oh yes, as someone who had the had the um, what am I looking for? I I just was lucky enough to work with our you know 93 year old member for a little bit, and it was. We need more joy. Is what I mean? That's what it comes. It's so simple the smiles and, you know, you mentioned community, we mentioned strength, we mentioned brain health, yet having fun and smiling and just being a part of something bigger than you and looking forward to that. And, you know, people have even showed up for, you know, for my session and said, you know what, I really don't feel well today. I know that, you know, this is going on or whatnot. I am just going to sit and do whatever I can. And I'm like, awesome. All right. Well then name five things that start with D that you find in the summer. You know, like you know, and that's kind of the part of it where it's like, well let's have some joy. And by the end of that time, all of a sudden that person is doing things that they said, Yeah, I probably can't do anything. You know? And and all of a sudden, bam, something's changed. And that I think is really important to mention. That, that whole idea of you know there's there's a lot of people out there talking about, hey, we need to you know improve fitness, we need to get more people moving. Well, here it is. Here's your you know, here's your call to
1: action, Well, there you go. Right. It's like we fixed it all right. for you. you it's in your face <laughs> now. It's in your house. Right. <laughs> all, yeah, the, they're, they're, all the things people I complain
2: know. about. Here it is. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. There, there have been a couple of high profile studies that have come out recently that speak directly to what you're talking about, which are it helps with depression, it helps with anxiety, it, it has some real mental health benefits above and beyond the obvious. And, uh, and it's a really great point.
0: Um, it's what we do. It's, I mean, that's how we stay, well, yeah. sort of sane. <laughs> crazy. I we're would, the say, fic, s- we're the I would say sane is the word, but <laughs> well, that's how we cope. Speak for yourself. The tools.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So I, honestly, this is this is all very impressive. Um, you're very impressive. I, I enjoyed this. You know the, the conversation. He's fun, right? No, He's a good it's guy. good stuff. Yeah, no, no, he knows stuff. Uh, <laughs> um, what what is your background? What's what's your background?
2: Uh, you know, originally, how'd you get into this? Uh, so I was. Uh, it's, I have a strange background for someone to get into this. I was a former uh, tech entrepreneur. I, I helped start a software company uh, years ago. And was, was in a very fortunate place where right place, right time. Started a software company in the television industry in the early 2000s when television was exploding and uh, had a little bit of success, uh, sold the business, which gave me the opportunity to really think about what I wanted to do. And one of the, the the big takeaways, actually, I had two takeaways from my experience. Life's too short to work with assholes. Am I allowed to say assholes? Yeah, mm-hmm. you could say assholes. Right, say assholes. Say it last. All right. Life's too short to work with assholes and I'm not going to do it. <laughs> And so I knew I wanted to start a company and, and really define the culture of, of what I was doing, and and more importantly, I wanted to do something that was going to make an impact in someone's life. I wasn't interested in another B two B software company. I wanted to uh, do something that would be more important. And uh, you know, I was in a way fell into this by watching my own parents and the degradation of their quality of life, which turned me on to this world that you guys are living in. And what an opportunity, right? I mean, what an opportunity to even, we, you know, we've had uh, a bunch of people who have gone through this program at this point, and we've, we've had an impact on all of them, all of them, every single person that's done Vivo through the assessments, we see it has gotten stronger. Not one person has not gotten stronger. And it's not rocket science, right? You do strength training, you get stronger. That's just the way it works. But um, but knowing that and, and the fulfillment that comes with that, that you're changing people's lives, you know, what else, what else, are you, why else are we here if we're not here to positively impact other people?
0: Well, you're talking to the right people since we also are recovering, you know, business <laughs> people, banker. you know, investment <laughs> banking, yeah, and, you, you know, know I even, like I said, I even taught, I taught for 16 years and, and yes, teachers are supposed to make changes in lives and I think there's a lot of people out there that are you know in professions where you are making change but you know like you there you had that calling Eric and that's what is going to make Vivo so successful because you've got that like you know what there's a lot more people we could reach how are we going to do this and you see it working Um, so what what's your uh, so as we approach the end of our time together today what's the big the big goal the big dream what is you know, aside from reaching more people, what, what's going to happen?
2: So the the big dream is really to transform Vivo into a much broader uh, lifestyle brand where we can help people from a longevity and aging perspective really understand how to maximize their lives. And fitness is a part of it. Nutrition is a part of it. Sleep is a part of it. Meditation, really understanding how to effectively maximize your life as, as you get older and not just be a regurgitation of science, but translating that into something that's going to be meaningful for someone and providing the guidelines for how to do this. And so there's a lot of very smart people out there with a lot of really great ideas. I'd love to be the catalyst to kind of bring that together and present it to people. And not only the information, but the programming to help people down this path. And quite honestly, I want to impact as many people as possible because I think what we're doing is really transformative and, what we're, What we're seeing is, and I think this is true for exercise for a lot of people, but especially for older adults, it's hard to get people to start to exercise who don't today. And with older adults, there's a lot more people that aren't exercising than are. So you've got a big challenge right up front. but as soon as people try it, they they see that it's not something they need to be afraid of, and they stick with it. and so we, we we're trying to learn how to take that help people take that first step just to try a class. And it doesn't even have to be Vivo, right? Wherever you're going to go to make this impact on your own life, whether it's a gym, whether it's a boutique fitness studio, whether it's a personal trainer, um, take that first step and just try it because it's it's it, the idea of it is scarier than it actually is. And find the right people to, to act as your guide and your coach and your trainer to, to help you walk down that path because it's not rocket science. It is pretty straightforward stuff and you just got to do it and find a way to do it that it's fun and you want to keep doing it. Absolutely.
0: Eric, tell us right now, where can our listeners go to find out more information about Vivo and to to sign up or to
2: take a free class or whatnot? Or
1: even for the trainers, how do they get get in on this?
2: Sure. So um, our website is teamvivo.com. That's T-E-A-M-V-I-V-O.com. We believe that when you join Vivo, you, you become a part of the team. And that's kind of where the community aspect comes into play. If you go to teamvivo.com, you can see there's actually a way to sign up for a free trial. There's also a contact us uh, link, and you can fill that out if you're a trainer or a fitness professional and you'd like to be your nutritionist or healthcare, and you'd like to be a part of what we're doing. And you can also reach me. I'm happy to to respond um, at eric at teamvivo.com. That's E-R-I-C at T-E-A-M-V-I-V-O.com. And, uh, and love, again, trying to expand what we're doing. And if you're a, a person who is looking to get stronger or if you are a, a professional who is looking to be a part of a, of a growing startup that's looking to change the world, let me know.
0: All right, Eric. I love it. It has been an absolute pleasure. I know it's been forever that uh, this we finally got you on the the uh, Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone podcast to uh, spread your word and everything you're doing with vivo to our listeners around the world and um we couldn't be uh,
2: we couldn't be happier that's what we're here for you guys are awesome i really appreciate the opportunity uh love what you're doing it's our pleasure
0: all right with that said everybody it is christine conti and i'm brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazy and a microphone we are
1: where it's at peace